0: Everybody, welcome back to the seven-figure flipping podcast. This is Bill Allen. I just got off an um, uh, unbelievable call with one of my coaches and mentors, and somebody who I've been blessed to bring to you the past couple of years at Flip Hacking Live. And I know he's changed a lot of your lives for the better and pushed you to your limits. And we talked about all of that today. Um, he's going to be a speaker at Flip Hacking Live this year, and you guys are going to hear right now what he's going to be talking about, some of the content that he can provide, and some of the motivation he can push you past your limits. So Without further ado, I want to introduce you again to my good friend, Mr. Walter Bott. My name is Bill Allen, and I'm the leader of a group of elite house flippers and wholesalers called Seven Figure Flipping. We don't brag or show off our success, but instead let integrity and stewardship be our guide. We are dedicated to helping people unlock the freedom they desperately need. If you ask other real estate investors, they will say to keep your secrets quiet, but we believe in abundance, not scarcity and that's why we are the elite. We are seven-figure flipping, and this podcast is our playbook. All right, everybody. I have an amazing show for you guys today, and I know that he's been on the podcast before, and I've, I've, got, I've been blessed to spend a lot of time with this man um, over the past few years, get to know him and his wife, and just it, it, jump on a call every now and then, and we were on a call Probably about a month ago, I was down in Florida with my parents and and my brother and their kids, and I got the opportunity to talk to Walter again, and every time I talk to him, there's another thing that he makes me think about, and we were talking about Flip Hacking Live. You guys are out there. It's a couple weeks before. We're ready to go. We're in full-time planning mode, and if you don't have your tickets, go to fliphackinglive.com, grab your tickets, October 14th, 15th, and 16th in Orlando, and right now, we're talking to all the different speakers. Uh, Well, about half of the speakers we'll get through, but... Uh, i could not let the opportunity pass without reintroducing walter bond to you guys and telling you a little bit about uh if you've heard him before and you've been to flip hacking live what might be different this year and what you're missing out on um, on the message that he can bring and how much um how many different things that he can talk about because every time i talk to him he's making me he's challenging me We're i'm thinking about things differently and I just love talking to them. So if I have an opportunity to bring them on the podcast for my benefit, I'm gonna do it and then we get to project it out to you guys. So Walter, thanks so much. I know your time is incredibly valuable. I appreciate you spending some time with me on the podcast.
1: Absolutely Bill, you're one of my favorites. Um, I, I enjoy doing your event and here's why I mean your audience is hungry. you know your your audience is hungry. They're dreamers. And they have have big goals, right? And so that's my audience, right? Because that's who I am. But let's kick it off, you know, with a powerful statement. And this is the question I want to ask you and everybody. What are you becoming? That's the question we got to keep top of mind. What are you becoming, right? The day the doctor smacked you on the butt, your clock began to tick. And if you go to any cemetery, they put two numbers, the day you were born, the day you die, and there's a dash in between. And to me, that dash represents what are you becoming? Or by then, what have you become? And so I learned early on, Bill, that for me to play in the NBA, which is my first dream, I had to become an NBA ball player worthy. right? So it took time. I mean, it took like 15 years from the day I first started playing basketball until the NBA felt I was worthy to be called an NBA professional. That was 15 years of becoming. And so when I left sports, you know, we launched another business, you know, a training and development company. And so a lot of people see me as a motivational speaker. No, I'm more than that now. I used to be a motivational speaker. Now I'm a business coach and coaches help you become, right? So, We have a casino right now, and we're training 3,000 employees. And if you saw me in that environment, I'm not a motivational speaker. I'm a teacher helping you become. And the biggest testimony we got, uh, one of the supervisors came up to me. She says, oh, my God, you've helped me so much. Since you've been coming here, I've lost 100 pounds. (laughs) Okay? And I got promoted to supervisor, and I can't even believe I'm talking to you right now. I used to be so shy that I cannot believe I'm standing here talking to Walter Bond, right? And so think about that. This supervisor lost 100 pounds, right? But she's becoming, I saw her yesterday, right? She's becoming, when we get done with her, who knows what she might become, right? And so the question is, for your audience, you might have one house, you might have five houses, you might not even started yet, right? So the question is, how can we help you become what you wanna become? (laughs) <laughs> and that's what coaches do. So I can't wait to do your event because I'm poised. I am locked in to help whoever is hungry. If you're not hungry, I can't do nothing about it, right? I can't do that. But if you are hungry, my job is to help you become who you want to become.
0: You know, I, I was interviewing somebody yesterday that we put out on the podcast last week. And uh, he said, um, he said, if you're serious about investing in real estate, you have to be at this event. But if you're not serious, then just keep doing what you're doing. So he said that was the message that he heard two years ago on this podcast that I said to somebody, I said, if you're serious about real estate investing, you have to be there. And he said he heard that and he wasn't going to come. And he came. And he said his life changed over these last two years, being part of our runway program, now in our altitude program. And he's he's closed over a million and a half transactions, like a million and a half dollars over this last year alone. And he's just, just got a sales background. He His life wasn't going the way. Like, just like what you said, what are you becoming? Like, who is he going to become? And it's just amazing to hear that. And exactly what you're saying, like, you got to be hungry. And I used to hear, uh, who is it, Les Brown did that. Uh, you got to be hungry. Be hungry. I hear that. It just makes me think about that. And every time I hear that, I think about my team and my staff. And when I see we're doing really well, we have really hungry people there. And when they sit back and relax, and and think they got it all figured out. That's and they, they're there. That's when we start seeing um, complacency, and we start you know it starts dropping in the business. And I'll take somebody hungry over somebody skilled any day.
1: Any day. You, know, you, you you think about sports, and let's just be real transparent and real. Every great player is connected to a great coach. I find that ironic. <laughs> I find that ironic that you will never talk about a great player and not also talk about a great coach. You talk about Tom Brady. You got to talk about Bill Belichick. You talk about Michael Jordan. You got to talk about Phil Jackson and so forth and so on. So the truth is what's the difference in an amateur and a pro coaching, right? You know, hacks go up to the YMCA every day and play basketball. They love the game, but they'll never become a pro It might be some talent deficits, but for the most part, if they don't get coaching, they're not going to get better. So the question is, if you're going to be real about real estate and have these grandiose dreams that you're going to have $100 million in assets, you're going to have a billion dollars in assets, you're going to be rich, have a private plane, but you have an amateur mentality, you you have an amateur mindset. Here's what I learned about coaching as an athlete, because I had to hire personal trainers. And here's why. I love myself so much. I couldn't make myself hurt as much as a personal trainer could, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) And so I paid my trainer to make me push beyond me. Now think about that. I invested in a personal trainer as a pro athlete because the level I needed to be ready to compete at against the Michael Jordans of the world who I played against, I needed to hire someone to push me through my comfort zone to push me through my own limitations, to push me through my own mindset. But let me tell you something. I had a love-hate relationship with my personal trainer, and that's a great coach. It should be a love-hate relationship. And, Bill, I'm going to challenge you. If you're not making your people feel uncomfortable, you're not doing your job. If you're not Uh forcing them to stretch a little bit, you're not doing your job. And for some of your people, the first stretch is just to sign up and come, right, because amateurs love free stuff right? Amateurs love to go to the mall and get free samples. And they'll get so many free samples and try and turn it into a meal. That's an amateur, right? (laughs) An amateur is going to go to the YMCA and play ball. They're going to go to the park and play ball. But a pro is going to get a team around them that's going to help them reach their potential. And so to me, if you're going to become, if you're serious about becoming, learn a lesson from Walter Bond. I've become the best in the world in three different industries. A professional basketball player. Man, I had a whole, several coaches, right? I'm a Hall of Fame motivational speaker, several coaches, and I'm also a best-selling author. I got coached as an author. And so to me, it's a no-freaking-brainer. If you want to become something amazing, if you want to become something historic, if you want to become something legendary, you got to have a coach. But the next question is, that's the easy part. Are you coachable? That's the next conversation. Are you coachable? You know, we live in a world full of skeptics. You know, we got we, we, we got people who like to talk themselves out of things instead of talking themselves into things. And I'll be very transparent. And we're going to go deeper with this next time I'm with you. Because a lot of people have heard the foundational story. But I'm going to take you deeper. I almost gave up on my basketball dream because it just didn't look realistic. And my father talked me into it when I had talked myself out of it. And how? Why? Setbacks right? Circumstances, being realistic, right? The, a lot of you people right now are going to say, well, the market is a seller's market. It's easy to talk yourself out of it, right? But, you know, if you want to be special, and legendary, you got to talk yourself into it, right? And so, to me, that is a mindset. And real estate always going to have ups and downs, You're always going to have buyer's markets and seller's markets. If you're going to become a veteran in the industry, come on. you got to understand there's always going to be ups and downs in the industry. It's like a financial advisor saying, you know what, I'm not going to get in the industry because the stock market's down. Like, duh, <laughs> the stock market is always going up and down. You got to learn how to operate in the down market. You got to learn how to operate in the up market, in the bear market, in the bull market. So if you're going to be a veteran in real estate, you have to know what to do like a pro when the market is a buyer's market. You got to know what to do as a pro when it's a seller's market. At the end of the day, that's what coaches help you. They help you respond correctly to any adversity and to any scenario you see in your industry. And over time, you know how to respond yourself, but you're never going to get there without a great coach.
0: You know, I was taking some notes as you were talking through this, and I'm thinking back to uh, one of like my, my biggest coach, my dad, when you're talking. And I, I thought back to some of the things that I'm going through now as a dad with my son who doesn't want to do certain things. He just turned seven and he's starting to say, I'd rather do this than this. I want to quit this. And that word just came out for the first time last week. I want to quit. And I was like, wow, man. And I look back to when I was a kid and I was in his shoes and I look back at the accomplishments that, that I achieved and that I'm grateful for. One was my soccer career. Another was my Eagle Scout, making Eagle Scout in the Boy Scouts. And the other was, was joining the Navy and getting commissioned in the Navy and ultimately getting my wings as a, a professional aviator for the Navy. And I look back at all three of those and I tried to quit every single one. Every single one of them. I had to be talked back into it by my biggest coach, my dad. I remember soccer just saying, I don't want to go. And he's like, son, you're you're doing really well. And you usually love this game. I don't know what's going on. Let's talk it through. And then I remember my Eagle Scout, he made me get my Eagle Scout before I got my driver's license. So before I could turn 16, because he knew once I got my driver's license, I was out of there. And I tried to quit cub scouts and boy scouts so many times it just wasn't the cool thing i'm hanging out with a different crowd in school and i'm so thankful now when i put on that uniform and take my son to cub scouts that i'm one i'm the only parent in our pack that was an eagle scout and it got me into the right school it got me in into the uh, getting commission like getting my navy scholarship and when I look back in the navy i remember that first year at college i'm the only one at georgia tech of my friends in that fraternity wearing a uniform and on the soccer team wearing a uniform on Tuesday and Thursday. And I have to do extra stuff. I have to get up early. I have to march. I have to PT. I have to do all these things. I was like, you know what? These And they didn't count towards me graduating college, all the classes I had to take. I was like, it would just be easier to play soccer, be in a fraternity, drink beer, and quit this thing. And he said, son, just spend that summer going going out and learning what the Navy's all about because the Navy is not all about what you're seeing right now at your college. That is a training area that's nothing like the real me. And I went that summer in San Diego. I was on a submarine. I was in an airplane. I was on a surface ship. I was um, I was with the Marines. I was with the SEALs for a couple of days. And I said, you know what? I can't go wrong with any of this stuff. It's amazing. And I committed to that second year because the first year would have been free of college if I, even if I quit. And I committed, signed the paperwork. And that's one of the best things that I've ever done in my life. So when I look back, at all the things that I accomplished that people might look at and say, wow, this guy did this, this, and this. It was all because my dad pushed me. And that, that story that you just told, that message of being talked into it versus talked out of it, I had to be talked into that. So I love that, man. I, this is something I haven't heard you talk about before. And it hit me like a ton of bricks just now. And I talked about my dad two years ago at Flippacking Live. I told a story about him when we were there in San Diego. And he has been my best coach, my biggest coach and mentor, my biggest cheerleader my whole life, and I'm so thankful for that.
1: You know, I'm going to give you something even more intimate. And I'm in the people business, and that's my focus. And recently, I had to coach someone through COVID who was ready to quit. Now, come on now. We're, We're talking about life. And he was a guy that I met through insurance, very motivated, very inspirational, but he caught COVID. And he was like, Walter, I feel like I get hit by a truck. Like, I don't even wanna move. And I could just hear it, and this is all via text. I could just hear his spirit was considering quitting and just letting COVID take over his body. And I thought to myself, like, oh my God, am I texting someone on the brink of death? And I was like, man, get up, move around, grab a nurse, you know, and, and he got through it and he was so thankful. He was like, Walter, I, I'm almost embarrassed but I hurt so bad. I couldn't breathe. I got tired of fighting. And that's what coaches do, man. They help you through those low moments. They help you through those moments when you are all out of your own stuff. You know, even in the Bible, there were times when Moses was so tired, Aaron had to lift up his arms. And as long as he had his arms raised, he won, but he was fatigued. He was tired when that's when Aaron stepped in. So when I think about coaching, oh, my God, man, you just gave a perfect illustration of when you were tired, when you were fatigued, your dad stepped in. The same thing happened for me. So we both have made a living and made a commitment to help other people because we mm-hmm. got coached so hard. And we understood what it felt like to be about to quit. I'm not not too big to admit that. I was about to quit on my basketball career, right? And so I'm a motivational speaker now because someone else motivated me not to quit. And it would be a disservice if I don't take that and share that with the world. And so that's the number one job of a coach to push you through your pain, to push you through your own personal limitations, to push you through your own mindset, to get you operating at a whole nother level where you're not comfortable. A lot of people aren't comfortable being, comfortable being millionaires. You know, you see, but you got to—you can become comfortable being a millionaire. I remember in my business, you know, my first fee as a speaker was what you got. What's, you know, they would ask me what my fee, my first fee was what you got, basically. Very humble beginning. Now we're, 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 we're landing six-figure training deals on a regular basis, right? And so I, we, we could quote these prices with no big deal, but I had to grow and become a guy who could say that price and, and feel comfortable with it, believe in it and back it up. But I, didn't, I couldn't do that 20 years ago. But through coaching, through mentorship, through my own personal development, through me getting more experience and seasoned, now we can do it without even blinking an eye. And that's what development is. And so anyone in your program, they might start with a duplex, right? And next thing you know, they're buying commercial buildings or or, or so forth and so on, or buying packages of 10 homes at a time, whatever the case may be. That's what your job is, Bill. And I just want to challenge you to keep pushing people through their comfort zone. And they're going to push back, right? I'm not praying that to come to a conference. Oh, come on, man. Oh, I don't want to wear a culture program. Man, if you want to be a real pro, honestly, you my, my biggest regret now, when I look at my basketball career, I, I wish I had more support. I wish I had more people around me. I should have had someone just to stretch me. I should have hired a chiropractor. I should have had a nutritionist. I should have hired a cook. I mean, now in hindsight, I'm like, man, I had a personal trainer, but I don't think that was enough, right? Because mm-hmm. here's the truth. When you invest in yourself, you're going to get it back. <laughs> when you invest in you, the knowledge your people are going to get, it's not like they're going to unlearn it, right? Once you teach them something, it's theirs for the next 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, and you can benefit from coaching. Mark Victor Hansen, from Chicken Soup for Your Soul coached me on my last book, Swit. bestseller. The publisher was like, dude, we've never seen anybody you know, do so well their first year. Normally, it takes about five years for a book to take off. What they didn't know that did Mark Victor Hansen coached me. They had not, I'm just a uh, 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 just another author. They had no idea that Mark Victor Hansen from Chicken Soup for Your Soul coached me. So when I told them that, they were like, "Oh, wow! Now that makes sense." Mark Victor Hansen gave me a couple tips as a first time published author. And those couple tips that he just, just gave off the cuff positioned me to be a bestseller out the gates. And so I understand coaching. I believe in coaching. I don't see anyone logically thinking that they can reach their potential without a coach. If, that, if, if you give me five minutes with a person by themselves, I can totally convince them the only way you can reach your potential and for all your dreams to come true is to have not just a coach, but a very good coach. And if you don't
0: Understand that you will never reach your potential. Mm. Yep, I agree. There's uh, man, I I could we could talk about this all day. I love the you want to be a pro, you got. And I love the fact that you're challenging me because here I'm sitting here thinking, like, how hard are we pushing our people? You know, are we allowing them to make excuses? I'll tell you, when we um, when we launched our accountability groups, um, we really don't let people show up and um, and kind of throw in the towel. So, uh, but I will say, I'm thinking back to the last one, maybe, you know, six months ago, I had one where we let somebody show up for a couple of weeks who had these, you know, hey, I got this going on, or I got this going on, or this is happening. And then after a couple of weeks said, look, how many times are you going to show up like this? Like we all stepped in and said, look, look, you said this was the most important thing. You're making excuses every week to find other important areas. And if it's not important to you, tell us. Like, But you said this is the most important thing to move your business forward. And we pick one thing in those accountability groups. This is what we're going to work on. And for me, on that one is my relationship with my spouse. I said, I need to work on this. And I put in the, all those all 90 days, and I showed up with, I got a coach. I bought a bunch of videos and trainings. I was putting things in play, uh, trying to change some things around, send her some notes and things like that to, to get things back on track, you know? And it was just all, putting in that time and then having those people... But, do we push people? Like you said, you got to be pushed to your limit. I was in the gym this morning, thinking the same thing. There's this huge dude working out by the uh, by the mirrors over there that I know. I see him in there every single day, and I'm sitting there working out doing the same thing I always do. Going, man, like I've been the same size over the past couple of years. I've been hitting the gym hard, but if I'm not feeling it, I might leave. You know, after uh, before doing a couple extra sets, that that guy will will push me and say he's working out with his sister. And I'm just like, I wonder if they would let me jump in and I could pay this guy, whatever, 50 bucks, 100 bucks a session to just let me jump in and work out with them. Same thing you're talking about. I was like, man, I, I need that personal trainer because you're right. You're, you mentioned exactly. Like I won't push myself out too far out of my comfort zone. Like, that's it. That's my workout. I'm in there for 45 minutes and I don't really sweat. And this guy's, this guy's pouring sweat and he's on his own. Like, he will right. crush me. And, and that's what I need if I want to get to that next level. And that's the question, right? That's the question. Do I really want, is that what I want? And if it is and I'm hungry and I want to do it, that's what I need. And, and I know that. I mean, I know that better than anybody. Um, and, but sometimes even I can fall into that into that trap, right?
1: Well, you know, we, we, we coach speakers. Um, we have a program every Saturday morning. And we always ask them, what's your victory for the week? In other words, give me some good news. What did you do this week to advance your business? And my guys are conditioned and girls are conditioned. Don't you come here without some good news? Mm. (laughs) We meet every Saturday morning. When I see you next Saturday, give me some good news. What did you do? What did you do this past week? You had a whole week to get some good news. What are you doing to advance your business? And now my people went from like, oh, well, I didn't do anything. to now they understand. Imagine you have 52 weeks of momentum. 52 weeks of some good news, 52 weeks with a good report. That's how you advance your business. Now they're like, man, I finished my third chapter. Oh, man, I just finished the training program. Oh, man, I just closed the deal. We just finished our website. And so every week they're seeing their business grow because I ask that question every week. Give me some good news, man. What good happened for your business this week? Now my clients are conditioned to needs some good news. <laughs> I'm coaching you hard once a week. All I'm asking for you is some good news. But what they don't understand is happening. They're slowly getting results. They're slowly. We have our first client. He's going to be our first million-dollar speaker. And mm-hmm. the other speakers in the program watched him give good news every week. Now they're looking around like, oh, my God, this, this happened while we're sitting here. And now they're more engaged and inspired. And it's amazing how being around other people who do what you do is contagious. So coming to a fit acting event, I mean, you're going to be around people doing exactly what you do. There's nothing better than that. It's like NBA All-Star Weekend. You get into a hotel and you get to rub shoulders. Not only with your great coaches and your great staff, you get to rub shoulders, you know, whether it's virtually or live or whatever the case may be. You get to network and connect with other people who do exactly what you do there. There's there's, there's power in that that that, that's ancillary to the value you get from coaching the fellowship of other people doing what you do is priceless as well.
0: Yep, absolutely. And on that note. If you don't have your ticket, you need to go to flippackinglive.com right now. And it, sometimes it is uncomfortable. Like it's uncomfortable. You're gonna go to that page and you're gonna have to take four days out. You're gonna have to fly out to Orlando. You can get a hotel, hang out with us. And that's uncomfortable. But if you're serious and you're hungry and this is it, and you wanna be a pro, you don't wanna continue to be an amateur, like something is missing. If you're serious about your business, you'll be there. Like that's it. That's my challenge to you. And And people ask me sometimes like, Why, okay, you you just did 20 podcasts in a row telling me to go get my tickets because sometimes that's what it takes for the person that's listening right now. And and it's my responsibility to invite as many of you and push you out of your comfort zone to come to an event like this because that's what it took for me. I need to get out of my comfort zone. I wrote a $25,000 check when I only got books out of the library. You know, I'd never paid for any, I wouldn't even buy a book. And I bought a coaching program and a mastermind group, paid $25,000. And that was very, very, very uncomfortable for me. Well, on the other side of uncomfortable is success. And that's what I found over time, doing the things that I needed to do, being hungry, being motivated to go. So uh, I'm just going to continue to share this message with you. I'm going to continue to email you. I'm going to continue to tell you about it. And eventually, you're going to say, you know what? I am serious. I do want to be a pro. I'm tired of making the same returns every single year. I'm tired of saying no to stuff. I'm going to st- say yes and just try it. dip my, and I'm going to, I'm going to jump in and I'm going to see what it's like and you're going to come. And then afterwards, after three days, you'd come up to me and you're going to say, Hey, Hey Bill, thanks for, thanks for pushing me. Like you don't know that I was listening, but thank you because this is exactly what I need. Now I know where I need to go and I'm going. And that's what it's all about for us. That's why we do these events. These events aren't cheap. We spent a lot of time. I spent seven months putting this together. We bring out amazing speakers like Walter and everybody else to come and all you have to do is open your browser, type in fliphackinglive.com, pull out your credit card and make a commitment to yourself and your business and your team and your family and your spouse and, and everything else out there to, to make a change. So, all right, man, you fired me up. Like, I'm ready I'm ready
1: to get on stage right now. <laughs> well, well, you know, here's my final thought, Bill. I, I can relate to that person on the fence um, because I, I'm a cheapskate, you know? I, I don't like to spend a lot of money. And, and one thing I learned, though, when I think about it, I had an amazing college basketball coach. His name was Clem Haskins. He made millions as a college basketball coach. I just didn't have to pay him. The university paid him. I benefited from this great coach, but the university had to pay for this great coach. I played for a guy named Jerry Sloan fourth all-time winningest coach in the history of the NBA. He made millions coaching. Why? Because he's the fourth all-time winningest coach in the history of the NBA. I benefited from his great coaching. I just didn't have to pay for it. So when I left sports, I understood coaching. And I'll never forget, man, my wife was like, look, you need a business coach. And I was like, okay, great idea. I love coaching. And she started giving me some of the numbers. I was like, three thousand dollars, four thousand dollars initially. Bill, I was like, nope, nope, nope. If I'm gonna pay three thousand dollars, I want to talk to Jesus. That was <laughs> I'm that guy. So eventually, she was like Walter. When I thought about it. I was like, you're right. I've had great co- my high school coach was great. I have had amazing coaches, but this is the first time where I gotta pay for it. My first first business coach, we paid three grand, and his job was to come and help us build our brand. And he came. He spent the whole day with us. I was skeptical in the beginning. I'm not going to lie to you. But by 1030, I knew what he knew he was doing. And by the end of the day, I was like, oh, my God, this is a great decision. And on the way back to the airport, our business was done. But let me tell you something. Coaches keep coaching. They can't help it. He asked me a question. He said, how many sales calls a day do you make? And I was like, excuse me? He's like, okay, I got an idea about your brand. I think we're going to call you Mr. Accountability because your message is really about accountability. But how many sales calls a day do you make? So on the way to the airport, he's already off the clock, but he's a coach. And right away, I should shoot 500 shots a day as a basketball player. As soon as he asked that question, I was like, oh my God, I don't make sales calls. And he was like, you don't? He was like, what in the blank do you do all day? He cursed at me. He was like, what in the blank do you He pushed me. I mean, I started making 25 sales calls a day from this coach who came to help us with our brand, right? Just being around him, he can't help but coach. We were able to transform our business, not just with the brand, but then we got a sales mentality. That was like the benefit. That was like a a throw-in he gave us. And to this day, I just got off the sales call earlier from a guy who heard me speak at a conference. He says, Walter, when you talk about how many sales calls a day you make, Oh, my God, man, my business was transformed just from that one comment you made, which all spurred back from my first business coach. So when I think about that $3,000 <laughs> that I hummed and hard about, this guy has made me a millionaire, man. Think about that. He's made me a multimillionaire, and it only cost me three grand. And I, I, I'm i I'm embarrassed that I was fighting myself over 3000 when I got the benefit of legendary coaches in my basketball career. I got the benefit of Mark Victor Hansen as an author. Dude, coaching, you, you don't only really want a coach, you want to invest in a great coach with a great system. And mm. if you can do that, trust me, the money you spend is laughable. <laughs> I know that now, so I can relate to that person a little tight on the purse strings because they just don't understand how important coaching is. But now my whole life is dedicated to coaching. And it is the only way any of us, me and you included, Bill, we reached our potential, right? So get off the fence, come to Flip Hacking, and let's go live this dream and become who you've always dreamt of becoming. I love it. I love it. You
0: threw something in there just like kind of, and I don't know if anybody picked up on it, but I want to mention it. You said this guy who can't help but coach. And I feel like that all the time. I had this little meetup last night and I just could not help but coach the people that were there and spend a lot of time digging into their, what's really holding them back from not investing in real estate here in my office. There was like five people. And I was like, man, I, I gotta jump in. Like, I, I can't help but coach. I love that. That's like, that tagline is, is beautiful. So, all right, you heard him. Walter Bond, me, we're all, uh, all products of our environment and the people that have put uh, into us, have poured into us. That we've paid for um, coaches in our lives that have we've been blessed with to be raised by or to be dropped on teams with things like that. So come to Flipacking Live. My goal for you is that after that first session, that first day, that's it. Like you're you're saying, oh, this was worth it. And then we got two and a half, almost three days left to handle the rest. So um, that's the goal, and it's it's not often that I've ever heard somebody say that wasn't the case. So that first presentation. You, you, you'll be sitting there just going, mm, man, this was a good decision. So I'll see you there. Go to fliphackinglive.com, grab your ticket, October 14th, 15th, and 16th. Uh, I'll be there. My friend Walter will be there. And I got about 20 other friends to introduce you to, too, um, there in Orlando. So Walter, thanks for being on with me. It's, man, I got two pages of notes here myself <laughs> of things that I need to work on just from this conversation. That's the benefit I get from hosting this podcast, running these events is I get to, I get to bring in people like you and get to know you and you're coaching me. So, thank you.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Thank you.
0: All right, Walter, see ya. Bye guys.